0: Welcome to episode 200 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Mizuno's rent-a-glove experience. So Brian, here's the deal. In the Atlanta Braves' new Sunburst Stadium, Mizuno created a Mizuno Experience Center, which features... Baseball and softball swing labs, uh, a cleat wall, a golf swing lab, uh, as much as well as volleyball wall, a craftsman table for Mizuno master craftsmen to work on highlights and stuff with the Atlanta Braves. But the most interesting part of this is they have a rent a glove experience where you could go in there and it's very known in baseball games. You see tons of people with gloves. So it's a great place for Mizuno to say, hmm, maybe we should offer something to our target market. So what you can do is you can go and rent a glove for free for up to 48 hours. If you don't like it, you return it. You're not charged. If you do like your glove, you go and you keep it, and your card is charged. What are your thoughts on this? Because the first time I saw this, which was actually in one of Darren Ravel's tweets, I loved the integration because they also said the experience center. Dude, I love it. I think I think
1: this is where brands should have their minds is how do we integrate what it is that we do to the target consumer that we have at the right time and the right place and what a better place to get your glove on a fan's wrist than at a ball game and I love the, like, rent-a-glove idea. I mean, I've seen so many brands try different variations of this, of like, oh, we won't charge you anything for the first 30 days. We'll ship you, you know, your, your stuff in a box. And if you don't, whatever you don't return, we'll charge you. It's becoming a new trend of e-com or commerce. I like it. Look, there's a lot of challenges around it, and I don't know how big it's necessarily going to be in this one specific, you know, uh, place with the Braves. But I love the concept. I think it's really, really smart.
0: I think it's crazy that this hasn't happened before, just considering that this is exactly where their target demographic is. It's like, where can I find the most amount of people that love baseball? And you're like, well, the odds of them needing a baseball glove are significantly higher. Plus, I think there's an element of impulse here, both. Just, oh, man, let me go into this center. And you're like, well, you can just try this glove for the day. And if you don't like it, bring it back. You're like, all right, cool. But then just like if your parents take you to the grocery store and you're like, oh, mom, dad, I want one of these things. Boom. You know, kids are going to be putting social pressure on their parents. And then dad's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and try this. But then guess what happens? Someone near them catches the ball or God forbid you catch a ball with that glove. Can you imagine what's going to happen for The number okay. How many times do you think that'll happen where somebody catches a ball with that glove?
1: Probably very infrequently. But I think it's the idea of that maybe you might catch a ball and that's why you're renting the glove. I I I think it's you know I think it's great. Look, you need to look at this as as thinking about like fishing in a barrel. Okay, if you go and cast your line in the ocean, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of fish but not necessarily in that one spot you cast your line. But if you got a barrel filled from top to bottom with fish, you drop your line in there, Like you're probably guaranteed to catch a fish. So I think this type of marketing is thinking about where are all our fans? Oh, my God, they're all in this barrel. They're in the stadium for an entire game. How do we integrate our brand, like Mizuno did, to reach that audience in that barrel while we have their captive attention? And this, I think, is a great way to do
0: that. You know who is not winning? All the other baseball glove brands that are not doing this because if you think about going to a sporting goods store, you need a new glove. There's probably, what, 12, 20 different options for you and what's really going to be the differentiator. Maybe it's price. You like the way that something feels. But in this instance, dad and son go to the game. There's only one option brand-wise for you to get a glove, and that is Mizuno. And then what they've done, which I think is really – uh really cool is they've added the experience level to this so same thing you're going to dick sporting goods to get a glove you're like oh okay whatever but instead you went and saw a baseball game with your dad so just like me saying andy van Slyke was the first player to ever sign my baseball glove i'll always remember this you'll be able to as a father son have this emotional bond of we bought this mizuno glove at X Braves game. And maybe that's all you need to actually say, you know what? We did need a baseball glove. We did have a good time. I'm going to go ahead and buy this for my son.
1: Look, I agree with that, man. I mean, I think it's, it's, there's an emotional piece to this. There's a convenience piece to this. There's a cornering the market piece to this because now they're the only glove that you can buy really easily in the stadium. Well, I don't know if they're completely exclusive, but obviously they have the lion's share of the space. Plus, They've also integrated the experience with their other products like golf. So it's, they're kind of taking a card out of the playbook of, you know, of of like Nike and Under Armour, which are, you know, wherever we're gonna put our stuff, it needs to have some level of interaction and engagement. It needs to be beautiful, it needs to be well branded, but they're smart enough, Mizuno is smart enough to put it in a stadium. So I would just be interested to see over the course of the season, how many people actually, you know, do the rent a glove and then buy it. And then also how many people People do they have in the experience during or well before probably most likely and maybe after some of the games I'm interested to see how that plays out in the long run but I think the th- concept in
0: theory is really really smart marketing so, Brian, there's two things that I want to talk about. One, one area in which Mizuno failed, and then two, things that they can do to capitalize on this experience from a social sharing perspective. So as I'm doing research on this article, I'm like, boom, I want to see what this so, this Mizuno experience, looks, experience center looks like. So I'm like, oh, where's their website? Go on Google, type it. I can't find one. The only thing that I can find are a bunch of the same canned PR articles about this center. So where Mizuno failed is on an SEO perspective as well as a follow-up knowing that I could very easily be a father looking to buy a glove for his son. Maybe I'm going to Atlanta for a business meeting or something. I'm like, I want to check this out. There was no website for me to be able to do or to go to in order to find out more about this. How is it possible that – A brand can put together this entire experience center, but fail at the one way that we all consume content and interact with brands on the digital side by not having a website. Because you know what also comes on a website typically is follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I wasn't able to find any of that because I wasn't able to find a website
1: this is very interesting because as you're talking, I'm just digging a little bit and yeah, I I don't even see anything on Mizuno's website. Like you think being that it opened this week or last week that they'd have it like all over this. I can't find anything here. Yeah. Obviously look, they're, they're clearly, they're clearly banking that people are going to show up because they're going to a Braves game and they're going to see it. But at the same time, like, yeah, you're, you're leaving a lot on the table by not letting me find anything more about it. It's kind of a weird thing. And, you know, I don't know if there's some sort of rules where it has to go under the team or something and it can't have a separate. But it, I don't think so. I don't think for this kind of an for an element. So I'm really shocked and I agree with you that they should do a better job at promoting this and letting consumers and letting people and letting, you know, baseball fans find it very easily digitally.
0: So Brian, the reason I wanted to find their website is because I wanted to see what they were doing in terms of social engagements from this. So we like to talk about storytelling and fan engagement. So if we're in this experience center and there's 125 Mizuno demo bats and there's these gloves and there's volleyball and softball and cleats and all of these different things, the number of consumer touch points that they have – to create instagram photos or facebook live or all of these different things to then elevate the Mizuno brand and use native advertising to their benefit is endless. So, if you were Mizuno running this experience center, and we know right now we have no idea what's in there from a storytelling standpoint, what would you do to try and help elevate the experience on a day-to-day basis?
1: Oh, I I would absolutely right now be focusing in. I found their Facebook page; it's got eighty people like it. So, um, but it looks like they. They just launched it? Yeah. I mean, literally, there's only a few posts on here, a handful of posts. But, yeah, look, I want to see behind the scenes. I want to see the fans that, that, that did rent the glove and maybe did catch the ball. I want an interview with them. I want to see the experience of going into that center. I want to know why I, as a, as a sports fan, forget baseball, would go to the Mizuno Experience Center regardless if I'm going to a Braves game or not because it's that cool. Show me that. Tell me why I should show up regardless if there's a Braves game going on. Tell me that story, and I-, I think they've got something. I think I think that there's a lot of meat there. But right now, yeah, you're right. It it's obviously new, but you're not they're not giving me any reason to go in there other than it happens to be in the stadium.
0: So what I would like to see, Brian, I would like to see a catch a ball experience in this Mizuno center. I'm always just envisioning this little kid in there trying out this glove, very similar to what you may see at just like a street fair or something where you're like, boom, come in here. We're going to throw you a ball and we're going to take your picture here. And then let's also do that on the bat side of things where you get to swing a bat against your favorite Braves pitcher and maybe we're using VR or something else. And then we're going to give you a – 10 to 30-second video that you can then tweet out or put on Facebook showing your experience there, and then it's going to be branded Mizuno Experience Center.
1: I like it, man. Look, I think there's a lot of different things that they could do, but I just want to know the story. Why should I go as a fan? Why should I go as a non-fan? What am I going to get outside being able to rent a glove and maybe maybe you know try some b- some bats out, some golf clubs, etc. What What do I
0: get out of it? Tell me that story, and I'll be really excited. So, Brian, my takeaway for this, aside from the good experience – is speed. I'm severely disappointed that Mizuno can do all of these great things. And then they only have 80 people who like the Facebook page for this, despite the fact that we're weeks into the MLB season. I think that the standard that you and I both have for ourselves and our brands is that we would be planning the excitement for this ahead of time, knowing the power of social engagement that happens. Essentially once day one of this experience center opens up, boom, I am hammering the crap out of everything digital. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean – It really does. It goes back to everything that you and I know to the core to be true, which is speed matters, efficiency matters. If you're not doing it your way right now, somebody else is going to tell that story for you. And right now, Mizuno is kind of leaving that story open aside from the PR articles that you can find in a Google search. So they have the ability right now to tell their story and to tell a really great story. They're not capitalizing. It doesn't mean that they can't do it and won't do it. But what it does mean is they're already leaving chips on the table because they didn't do it up to the launch. And that I think is where they potentially could lose.
0: So time for today's action item guys. And the number one thing that you can do to help Brian and I is if you know somebody in the sports marketing industry or someone who would enjoy this podcast, just share it with them.
1: Share it up.